Girl, I know what it's like when it comes to feeling like you have to try and force your content in a way that is going to start to build your business. Trust me when I say I've been there. I know what it's like to be in that place of feeling like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to write. If I write this, is it going to be the right thing for my audience? Are they going to know what it's like to work with me? Is it going to be what's going to help me to help people make transformations? Like seriously, all of that. I have been there. You guys know this, you know, my journey, you know, exactly where I've been in the past with my business where it was really coming from that masculine energy of forcing and pushing and just really feeling like it was such a difficult process. But you also know the shifts that I've made over time where it's really been coming into that state of flow, ease, place of service, and just coming into alignment with what it is that you are here to do. And when you do that, that is where the magic happens. When you combine the woo with the work, when you really blend the spirituality with the strategy, that is where the magic is. And that is where you truly can connect to the people who need you. When you come from that place of service, you create massive value and you show up as the voice with the answers that people need. Now, I understand that when it comes to creating content, sometimes this can feel a little bit hard. And that's why I've put together a free guide for you called Captions That Call In Soulmate Clients. And inside I'm sharing with you the three shifts that will up level your caption game and have you calling in aligned clients from a place of ease. I'm really breaking down the process that I go through when it comes to creating all of my content and it's going to make it so easy for you to connect with the people that need you. You can download this guide totally free by heading to the link in the show notes below and I'm so excited to hear the up levels that it takes you through. Once you've got your guide, make sure that you do tag me on Instagram in your story so that I see it and I'm so excited to see the magic that you create online. Welcome, my love, to The Collective. The Collective is you, it is me, it is every woman. Raising the vibration of the fucking planet as we show up, step up, and serve the purpose we were put here for. My name is Taylor Ray. I am the queen of blending the woo with the work, and I'm going to show you how to do just that. I'm an entrepreneur, podcaster, speaker, and spiritual business mentor, and I help visionary women just like you build online businesses so they can have the impact they are here for and call in the abundance they are so worthy of. Get ready to become unapologetic, abundant, and aligned as fuck because the universe has put you here in divine timing and you're exactly where you're meant to be. Welcome back, my love, to another episode of The Collective Podcast, where today we are sitting down with one of my online soul sisters, Carissa Johnson. Carissa and I are inside of the same mastermind, the Seven Ring Sisterhood, with our coach, Jamie King, aka The Slay Coach. Shout out to her. We are in this mastermind together. We literally just connect so incredibly well. I knew I had to get her on the podcast and I'm so excited to share this interview with you. There are so many gems, so many incredible takeaways, and I know you're going to get so much out of it. Carissa is a business coach, psychology expert, spiritual savage, and speaker with over five years experience in the field. After working in mental health and coaching the top 1% of families in her corporate job, she finally decided it was time to launch her own coaching business and has scaled to multiple six figures in 17 months. She helps women to take their coaching business to six figures using psychology, spirituality, and business strategy. And her blend of those three things.
things is magic. Carissa is so freaking good at what she does and I'm so excited for so many of the big takeaways that I know you are going to get out of this interview. We go over the importance of building a meaningful relationship with your audience. We cover off authentic branding, owning your voice and not apologizing for how you show up. Something you babes know I am very big on. We go over what comes with pivoting in your business, something that Carissa has gone through recently and that I've also gone through myself and you will know this if you have followed along for a long time. So it's a really good conversation that we share around shifting your messaging, navigating the fear that comes up there and what that journey is like and how you can do it if it's something that is calling you at the moment. We go into owning what you are good at and how to become a better coach for your clients as well as holding a high standard in the service that you deliver in an unregulated industry. There's seriously so much good stuff inside of this episode. So definitely make sure that you screenshot your favorite parts and tag us in your Instagram stories at Tay Ray official and at Carissa Johnson. And I'm so excited to share this interview with you. Carissa, my girl, I'm so excited that we are recording this interview. It's going to be so good. I can feel it. The vibes are already so high. The vibes are so freaking high. Guys, if you don't already know, me and Chris are in the same mastermind held by the queen, Jamie King, aka the Slay Coach. Yes. We love this container. It's so good. It's full of like literally the most incredible women all just scaling to seven figure empires. And it's so fucking magic. And I'm so Mm. grateful that we've been connected. And like I was just saying to you, I'm just so excited to dive even deeper and just get to know each other so well on this podcast, like beyond what we already do. And to be able to share that with everyone listening. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor and I'm excited to get to know you and to share my message with your audience. And hopefully some of this resonates and that I offer a lot of value for them. So I'm excited. Oh my God, I know. I know that it will. Yeah. I mean, we already know. I'm trying to be a little humble from the get-go. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Humble brag. Humble brag. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm the shit. Basically, you're going to learn a fuck ton and probably put some headphones on just in case because I swear. (laughs) And that's that's the energy that we're at. And I feel like Jamie, that's my girls. That's much better. (laughs) so humble stop that shit that yeah. is what it is all about and that's what you are all about as well in the way that you show up online and that's why I love you and that's why I resonate with you so much is just you're unapologetic about how you show up and how you serve your audience and I feel like you're going through a huge up level with that at the moment there's so many shifts happening for you which I'm just loving watching and being a part of tell us a little bit about what's going on in your season of life and business at the moment so many things. And your audience is really getting like the inside scoop on this because I haven't even shared a ton of this. So I've been in the, I've been a coach for nearly six years. I mean, I have a master's degree in clinical psychology. So I've been in this, this mental health mindset, spiritual personal development space for quite some time. And what I noticed that's been like, so when I first started my business, I was just sharing a lot of quotes. I was sharing a lot of passages and messages and just my own personal experiences just to be able to serve and help people. And as my business started to take off, I noticed that my messaging shifted, my energy shifted a little bit, and it was all for the greater good. I mean, I created this alter ego, which is which was the sassy savage, so that I felt like I could have a different presence. I felt like because I dealt with anxiety in my past, I didn't feel like I had the courage yet to really share unapologetically who I was. So I felt like almost like an entertainer, you know, like Beyonce with her Sasha Fierce and Jamie with the Slay Coach, I felt like I had to step into this identity of being this other person so that I could share more unapologetically and be who I really wanted to be. And with that came 
a sense of obligation to always be on and always be that person and always be the fuck you, I'm going to do it my way sort of energy. Mm -hmm. And even though my branding is very masculine and very like in your face, it's now transitioning more and I'm transitioning more to being softer. Like I'm just softening mm -hmm. in so many ways. And I know we're going to get to some of the experiences that have happened, but over the past six months or so, I've really recognized that I don't have to be the sassy savage that the sassy savage is me and that I have complex, different types of personalities and I don't have to fit in one box. I don't have to be like, I can make my presence known without like screaming, look at me, look at me. And I think that for a little bit, I felt like being authority. I had to do that. I had to always position myself. I had to always, you know, get, have these perfect captions and real people in with money. And what you realize as you hit these benchmarks in the industry where you hit the six figures and multiple six figures, that it's so much bigger than money. And I just think I got caught up a little bit in full honesty with, you know, giving people what I think they wanted, which was the strategy, which was the money and the 10 K months and hit the six figures here and there. And that's really not why I started this business. And that's really not what the impact that I want to do in the world. And so what I'm doing right now is because of the work that I know I'm really good at, I know that I love and I'm really good at transformational work. So that includes transforming yourself and transforming your business. And I also am adding another layer where I'm teaching people how to go deeper and transform their clients. So I'm actually creating a certification for how to coach. And that's something that I feel like is so needed in the market and space right now, because a lot of people get tripped up in credentials and how do I actually work this person through this? And I just really want the industry to do better. I want us all to have higher standards and levels of ethics because there are no standards in this industry. And I want to be a part of that movement. So right now, what I'm really focusing on is more in-person workshops and events. I'm focusing on deeper transformational work and I'm focusing on helping women build a business that's created around their life, not a life created around their business. So creating like a sense of really deep mental freedom and financial freedom. So good. And the way you light up when you talk about it, I'm like, yes, <laughs> it's so good. There's so much yeah. of what you said that I want to like go and dive into. The yeah. first thing I want to talk about is that shift for you, obviously away from being the sassy savage and realizing that like that was something and you know, you go into this, but I feel like that's something that you created in order to allow yourself to grow. And then you got to yeah. a point where it was like, I need to evolve beyond this. Like there's no, no longer feels expansive to me. It feels almost limiting. And what was that like? And I can attest to this because I did the exact same thing when I shipped from being strong babe collective as a brand to literally being Taylor Ray. And yeah. I know what that's like. And I want to get your perspective on it and what that, because I think people feel like this, they create maybe some sort of, as you said, like an alter ego or like an overarching brand. And sometimes fear can come up around shifting that and, oh, but everybody sees me this way. And what does that right. mean for my transition out of that? So I want to get your perspective and also some of the shifts and maybe tips that you went through for anyone that maybe is going through something similar. Yeah. You know, I'll be fully honest. I, there was a little bit of backlash for when I came out and owned that I'm no longer having that sassy savage brand and identity. Um, you know, some of my clients were like, Oh my God, you're changing. Like, how are you changing? And they got a little bit worried. And then some of my audience was like, Oh my God, but I love that part of you. And it was like, Oh my God, like, this is who people want. Like I need to be who people want. And there was this like moment where I just recognized I wasn't doing things because I wanted to do that, doing them. I was more catering to what does my audience need? What does my audience want? And you, as you know, as a business owner in the space where you're selling your services and your coaching, there has to be some sort of overlap. 
what do I want? Like a Venn diagram. What do I want? What does my audience need? And where can I find my sweet spot? And I just recognized that I was doing a lot of things for what my audience needed versus what I wanted. So it was really one day, honestly, it was around the time where my ex-boyfriend and I, which I'm sure we'll talk about, started to not be really connected. Like we started to really be disengaged. And I remember waking up one day and I think that it happens over time, but I just kind of missed the signs. You know how we're like looking for a sign. We're like, give me a sign. And then like months later, you look, we'll look back and you're like, oh my God, there was like all these signs that led up to this moment. Yeah. But I wasn't, I wasn't paying attention. But I remember waking up one day and thinking, oh my God, like how did I get so far away from myself? Like, and it was just like this moment of, I just woke up and I was like, I, this isn't who I want to be. This isn't the brand that I want to create. I don't want to create a brand around me. Like, yes, it's going to be Carissa Johnson enterprises. And I'm going to have like how you have your company, like that branch off. I'm going to have that, but I didn't want it. To, I don't want it to be the, the Carissa Johnson show. I want to have a company that's bigger than me while also having that entity. So it was really just an evolution of step of signs and signals that I probably missed. But then one day waking up being like, there has to be more than this. There has to be, it has to be more expansive than this. The vision that I have for my life and my business is so much bigger than just me. And I felt like the sassy savage brand was limiting, li limiting me because it felt like it was about me. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's not necessary. And that's not a bad or good thing. It just, it wasn't what I wanted. And so I think it just really happened over time. And I woke up that one day and I was like, there has to be something different. And I just was like, and then it just came to me. It was like, let go of this, let go of that. And just allow yourself to be authentic and let people in along the way. And it just, you know, to give tips, it's so hard because this journey is so different for every single person. But what I want to say is that the best thing that you can do for your business is be truly honest with yourself. I think you posted about this the other day, which is a journal prompt of just like, what do you want? What feels good? Mm -hmm. So many times we just don't even ask ourselves that where we're just like, I gotta go. I gotta do this. I gotta go. Like I call my mom go, go because she's like always on the go. She's like going, going, going. We like call her go, go, like joking around. And I feel like I adopted that mentality of going, 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 going that I didn't, I wasn't slowing down enough to ask myself. What do I really want? Where do I really see my vision? And where do I really see my company going? And I think one of the simplest things that you can do and ask yourself, like you posted about the other day, which is what really feels good to you? What feels expansive? What feels exciting? Because your body will give you signs and signals. You will feel, if you feel like it's open and expansive and aligned with who you are, you will feel the openness in your heart. You will get chills on your arms. You will feel excited and passionate. You will feel all those things. And when it feels like it's not the right thing, then it'll feel constrictive. It will feel, it'll feel tight in your chest. And I really feel like so much, there's a quote that I want to pull up, but it's, I'm, it's on my phone. I'm not going to look for it, but it's something along the lines of, Stress is what comes when we are not in alignment in our business and like passion is what we create or it's like something along the lines of when we work hard for something that we're not happy about that's stress and we work hard for something that we love that's passion mm -hmm. and I felt like there was so much stress happening in my life I needed to take a look at where I was not in alignment and now that I'm truly in alignment everything I do even though I work around the same amount of time it feels like there's so much more passion in it so the steps would be number one just to ask yourself you know, who do you really want to be in this world? What kind of legacy do you really want to leave? And are you taking steps to embody that and be that person now? And like, what really feels good to you? And number two is have the courage to do the things that you see other people are not doing. And that's how I've built a lot of my business where I recognize, and I can read energy pretty well and being empathic. I'm like, 
I see that this person's not being honest. I see that this is happening in the industry and I'm not, I'm not fearful of success or I'm not fearful of failure. I'm more fearful of success. I'm fearful of being able to manage it. That's where a lot of my anxiety came from. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's just having courage to take a really close look at the industry, having a really close look at yourself and having the courage and try to just convince yourself to take that one step. Cause it's not about, it can get daunting when you're trying to do 10 different things. But if you can break down your vision and take one step in the right direction, even if it's a baby step, it's ultimately going to end you up in a different place. So don't worry about the whole rebrand. If you're in a business that's not in alignment, don't worry about every little bits and piece. What is the one thing? What is the one step that you can take today? And ultimately that's going to lead you into, into a totally different place. Mm, so powerful. And I think that that helps a lot of people in terms of the overwhelm that can sometimes come with that shift and feeling like there's a million moving parts. And I'm going oh, yeah. to hand up and say like, I've been through this a little bit with like shifting away from Strong Babe Collective into Taylor Ray. But what's funny is it's kind of happening now, even though that happened like six months ago, maybe yeah. longer, I actually can't remember. Um, but now the repercussions of all those little things that are now shifting. And so we're up leveling the brand and a lot of changes are happening. And I'm first to say, it's very easy to get stuck in the whole, fuck, there's like 8,000 things that need attention. And you basically oh do anything. Yeah. Like you sit in self-sabotage yeah. and go, oh, all these things are priority. So I can't do any of them because I don't know which action to take. And like, yeah. it's like, just take a step back, trusting like to what actually feels good to you, what you feel called to, and then just take one action and then just go from there trusting that when you yeah. take one step, the next one's going to fall in front of you and it's going to feel good. And that's how you're going to be guided. Right. So and I think it's, it's, it's honestly, I personally feel like depending on your industry and where you're at in business, with me, it made sense to so, like do a soft pivot over time, yeah. like where, you know, I just changed my colors and then I changed my font and then my messaging is being enhanced and then all these other things. And then for some industries, you want to do a hard pivot where you like just go all in, everything's different. But for most of us, I think that when you have an audience and you don't want to lose your audience and you don't want to lose the connection that you have with them, allowing them to be part of your journey and sharing with them where you're headed and where you're going and let it be a process, let it be an evolution because I had this naive belief that as soon as I created a business and this brand, it's just going to like, it's not even just going to take off because it did, but I'm going to have this forever. Like I thought that this thing I created the one time, like I had the color, like it was going to be done and it was going to be good and I was never going to have to do it again. Yeah. And that's naive to think that we are, be we are, we are beings that grow and we evolve so much that your brand and your business is always going to evolve. So even though you might feel like you have it nailed down now in six months from now, you're going to be different. You know, even some of the top brands in the industry change their marketing, their like things like that. So allow yourself to evolve, give yourself grace with that process. And I think one of the best tips that not a lot of people in the marketing coaching space will say is like, I want you to let your audience in on it. Like, let them know why you're shifting. Let them know why you're changing. Let them feel the vulnerability. Let them be a part of your journey versus looking like you have to be put together and polished in this authority. Like being an authority is a sense of being, it's a sense of confidence. It's not a sense of acting like anything. So mm -hmm. I would encourage you if you're in that space right now where you're changing and you're transitioning, let your audience see the evolution, let them in on the journey. They get excited about that and they want to get in on that ride as well. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. I love the evolution side of things. And I think even if you haven't started your business yet and you're just looking to get started and you've got that little mm -hmm. right now, this is a really good tip because it's like, yeah. guess what? 
the way you think it's going to be in the beginning is probably not how it's going to be two years from now. Mm. It's going to grow. It's going to evolve. And when you go into it from that mindset, it takes away, I think, a lot of the pressure around the perfectionism side of things and it all having to be perfect and laid out before you do anything. And it's like, no, just get going. Like, just take yeah. that one action, that one thing that feels good. Give yourself permission to evolve and expand over time and it's going to allow it to be a lot easier long-term, which I love. Yeah. And I love as well how you said, like, you know, it's shifting a lot in terms of your messaging and the way that you're showing up and the content that you're creating. And that's where I want to kind of go next. And it links into what you were talking about before, like with this industry and, you know, sometimes like obviously, and I want to talk about your certification and what you're going to be doing there, but, you know, not necessarily having ethics or maybe some untruths and things like that, that get thrown around a lot that we obviously see. And I love that you call a lot of this shit out in what the content that you're putting on. <laughs> sure That's do, what I yeah. want to talk about. What are some of the big untruths or untruth is literally the only word I have for it, which I guess stems from maybe a limiting belief that then just gets perpetuated by the collective and everyone kind of jumps on the bandwagon. What are some of the things that you see or maybe one key thing that you see that you would love to just like blow that shit out of the water right now? Let me think about this one. So one of the things that I see that I just want to blow the shit out of the water, I really feel like, so I have built, let me give some context. I have built my business off of being authentic, being relatable, being friendly while also maintaining this expert status, if you will. Right. And I think that a lot of people feel like they have to have this, they have to be the expert. They have to act better than their clients or their audience. Like almost like you cannot sit at this table. Like you have to earn this space. Mm. And I feel like that creates a really big disconnect with your audience when you act better than them. And I think that we all have to have boundaries, especially because we're giving a lot of ourselves. But something that I learned and have taken away a lot over these past few years is People will, you build up the no like, and trust factor with people more when you are relatable to them versus feeling so out of reach to them. Because I've had coaches who had the perfect messaging, the perfect photos, the perfect, it like felt like everything was perfect. And I felt like I couldn't live up to that expectation. So it felt so out of reach for me as a client. I felt so discouraged that I have to have all those pieces. I have to have those photos and everything together in order to be an industry expert and an industry leader. So something I totally want to debunk is that you have to act better than your audience. You have to act better than like, you know, more and like you have secrets. And instead, I feel like I want you to just share your story. I want you to be relatable. I want you to let them know that sure. You may be two steps ahead, but it wasn't far. It wasn't that long ago when you were in that same space. And that's where storytelling and the hero's journey really plays a lot into that. But I just don't like how, and I, I don't think in our sphere, we really feel this, but I think in other like areas of influence, I've seen this a lot where it's like, you can't talk to me unless you pay me, or I won't like, or I won't answer your question, or I won't get back to DMs unless you're investing in my courses and things like that. And yes, there is a boundary and there is a line, but those people have heartbeats. And those people really care about you enough and shared it and like felt like they trusted you enough to message you and give you a heartfelt thought or something they're really struggling with. So like honor the fact that those are heartbeats on the other end, like your likes and those followers are people. And the more that you act better than them, the more they're going to feel distant from you and they're not going to want to buy from you. And, and maybe even if they do, cause here's what I see people do is they act like they have all the answers, all the secrets, whatever people buy their courses. And then they get, they, they see what's really behind the curtain. It's almost like the wizard of Oz. Mm. It's almost like literally like the wizard of Oz. It's like, 
you, which is such a great example, Carissa. Thank you, download. Yeah. Um, it's like the Wizard of Oz, where it's like this big like thing where it's like, oh my God, it's this big, you know, um, energy and this know all, right? What did you say? An illusion? Like yeah, a- it's like an illusion. And then when you see what's behind the curtain, you're so, you're so disillusioned. You're so like, oh my God, like this is, people get so upset because they see what's behind that curtain. They see the programs, they see the way that people coach and they're like, Oh my God, is this how the whole industry is? So if you just show your humanness, if you show your relatability, you're going to be able to build a business faster and not only faster, but withstand it. It's not, you don't want to out, you don't want to, I think that another thing that I'm kind of going off on a tangent on too, is that people try to build their business so fast that they forget it's, it's a long game. They, they forget that it's not about doing it faster. It's about being able to withstand it longer. It's about being able to outlast and stay in the game the longest. Cause you see people turn and burn. They have the 10 K months and then they crash and burn. And then their client, their, their client reviews and recommendations are shit and all of that. So the number one, the number one myth is that you have to act better. And like you have some sort of secret that your audience needs because that's not, like that's not going to get you anywhere. They need to feel relatable and connected to you. And that's the psychology of what a lot of I teach. And then number two is, um, what was number two? <laughs> Around like uh, being able to be reached and being real and allowing yeah. people to communicate with you and not putting yourself in a place where you're like, okay, you know, you can't touch me. I'm so much higher yeah. until someone gets in there. And then they're like, well, fuck, like, you know, yeah. created such an Yeah, do it more for like that. You have to hit it quickly and you're not going to be successful unless you do six figures in six months. That was the, the other piece. Thank you for the brain jog there. <laughs> um, my brain has been so fried lately and that's okay. But, um, so yeah, that's the other piece is that you have to be able to let go of a, um, a fast dime or a fast nickel for a slow dime. Do you know what I mean? It's like trying to get the five the, you know, the five K quickly or over time, be able to sustain the $10,000 a month. So it's really about sustainability versus like rapid expansion. And I think that that's what people want a lot of is the six, the six K or, you know, the six figures in six months versus the hundred thousand dollars and being able to withstand that and maintain that for a lifetime or longer. Yes, I agree. And I got, I felt almost emotional. Like I was like, I feel like I would always cry when you were saying that, like, and I got goosebumps around connecting with your audience and building those relationships. And I also want to dive in just quickly. We'll just touch on this, but I so agree with you around the long game side of things. And it does, it's very shiny and it's, you know, good from a marketing perspective to be like five K months or six figures in six months or whatever. And like, I'm first to say, like, I've definitely had that messaging and content part of my journey about it, but people realize that like, yes, like six figures in six months, but let's also talk about the fact that like, in the background of that was four years of different things that I've done in working yeah. for myself and being out right. there and consulting and then yeah. having a different business that literally I went through a fucking breakdown, couldn't do it anymore. And then I had to start another one and that business, yeah, hit six figures in six months, but that was four years of fucking work. Yes. Before that, yes. I went to university for four years and did business. So like, there's a shit ton. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting really passionate about this, but that there's so much in it. So like, Yes, that is part of my journey, hitting six figures in six months. But for people who are like getting into it at day dot, they've never done any of it before. And then like, great, I need to hit six figures in six months. And that's the shiny goal. And they're not realizing like, hey, it is a long journey. Whether you hit six figures in six months or six figures in three years, you're still going to get to that six figures. It's still there. It's still available to you. Trust that. Know that you're going to get there and don't 
like burn yourself out or think like I fucking failed because I didn't hit it in that six months. Yeah. Which you've only got that idea because it is a shiny marketing. It's a marketing thing. And I've been, yeah. you know, my mastermind currently, it says hit six figures without working six, three hours a week. And then it talks about how you can do it in six months. And yes, it's a marketing piece, but it's, that's on the surface, but what's really underneath that. So if, as long as you're explaining that and talking true to that, there's nothing wrong with that because it is attractive to people. It is sexy to people, but business isn't always sexy. And it's, it is a long game. Like I've been in this industry. I've been coaching for six years. I built a business five and a half years ago that crashed and burned because of my anxiety and it wasn't taking care of myself. So I've been doing this for a long time, just like you said. So just yeah. for the people who are listening to this, who are starting their business, know that a lot of what the people who have been quick, seemingly successful very quickly, a lot of times have a background of this in, in this industry or had started another business. Like Jamie even had like four or five businesses before yeah. she started Chardonnay and Slay. So it's really knowing what's underneath all those layers before we start comparing ourselves to other people. Yes. And I love that you said that. There's nothing wrong with the messaging and fucking claim it. Like, do you brag? Because <laughs> you fucking, okay. you did it. If you did it, like, yes, right. But also on the flip side, if you're the person reading it and you're new to it, realize like, yes, that's available to you, but also remember the importance of the long game. And I just love, love that breakdown of looking at it from both sides. And the other bit that, like I said, I got like emotional when you were saying it was about the connection with your audience and being in the DMs and having the conversations. And that is another piece that definitely, you know, like you said, having your boundaries and things, but sometimes people can go too far the other way and not the message coming out, but the way people take it. So someone will say something about like having the boundaries and things, and then people be like, okay, well, fuck, I'm not replying ever. Like you can't, like, I'm not, right. like, no, that was never the point of the message. Like yeah. it's just like one element. And it's like one thing that's going to help you to establish boundaries, but you've got to set boundaries that feel good to you. I'm still in yeah. my fans. I love communicating in there. I love to talk to my audience. I love the connection that I have in there. And I just love that you said that because I truly do believe that those relationships that you are cultivating, obviously respecting your boundaries and making sure that you're not, you know, doing so much that your cup is very empty, but also understanding the importance of that and coming from that place of service to me is everything. That's how my whole business built, to be honest. Like I started an Instagram where I was just really happy to just get on there and talk to people. And then it became a podcast where I just wanted to give away everything that I was talking about and doing. And that's going to link into the next thing that I want to talk to you about is like, the vulnerability side of things and sharing the journey. And I love yeah. what you said earlier where it's like, you know, be there for those people, have those conversations, but don't be afraid to be vulnerable or to talk about when you've accidentally fucked it up or whatever's going on, like <laughs> share vulnerably because truly like people do think like, I need to just have all my shit together or no one's. And I had a conversation with my clients about this the other day on why would people want to like work with me or buy from me if I don't like have all my shit together. I'm like, People are going to really relate to you if they see that you are human. Like you said, that's the bit that got me when you're like, there are people with our face problems. It's like, oh, yeah, they are. I know. It gets me people. emotional and too. Like, all the time. Like, just because you're on social media, it can be very easy to go like, oh, you know, it doesn't matter because it's just me. Like, you're on my phone. But it's like, that's another person on the other end that you're literally yeah. having a conversation with, you're building a relationship with. And when you treat it that way, that's where those relationships get established. And then of course, they're the people that want to work with you. And then the impact that you're having abundance is the side effect, you know, right into that. So because yeah, people yeah. really forget that we are in the relationship business. Mm. That's what it is. You run a relationship business, our coaching, every, everything we do, every, most things, even product-based businesses, they're based off of relationships. Like I go to stores 
based on the customer service. Like I'm in the market for looking for a new car right now. And I didn't like the way that Range Rover treated me. So I'm probably not going to get a Range Rover because no matter what type of business you're in, you're in the relationship business. We buy things because the way that we feel with other people's energy, right? So it is the relationship business. And so the more that you are engaged with your audience, the more that you care about what they're doing, it's, it's a cliche saying people don't know how much you, people don't want to know, like, People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So just show people you care. doesn't mean you're responding to DMs all day, but just showing compassion, love, and caring for the people who are on the other end. They're following you. Like time is our biggest commodity right now. Like that is the time is the most valuable thing that we have right now. And people are investing their time in watching you and following you and engaging with you. Like that's huge. So I think we need to just respect that a little bit more than treating it like, oh, they're bothering me. They're messaging me again. Number one, if that keeps happening, you're teaching people how to treat you. So you need to set a different boundary. But number two, like you have to understand and embrace that these people are following you. They're engaged with you for a reason. They trust you and they like you. And how can you enhance and elevate that to another level? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Love that. Love that piece about like everything is about relationships. And I love the example that you gave because sometimes people think like, oh, this is only relatable to coaches. And I'm like, no, it's not. Like this is every business, any business. I think about the fact that I'm obsessed at the moment with go-to skincare. I cannot get enough. I like revamped my entire like skin routine and I just keep replacing things with go-to because I feel attached to the relationship that's built through the branding of that company. I love the messaging and the voice and how it sounds like Zoe and how she writes like for Cosmo back in the day. Like, and I yes. feel attached to that. Like it's a little person, this little brand. Yeah. And that is such, I think that's just such a huge takeaway that it is about, yes, you're in business in whatever sense of the word that is for you, but it is about the relationships that you're creating with your people. I can love yeah, it. We're, in the, we're all in the relationship business. That is for sure. My goodness. Okay. Let's talk about relationships. And obviously you mentioned before, um, you've recently gone through a breakup. I want to talk about what that's been like for you, obviously with managing a business and things like that, as well as going through such emotional turmoil. And then also how you've navigated sharing that with your audience and why that's so important to you. Yeah. So I, my former partner and I were together for two and a half years. I mean, we moved across the country together, you know, to California from Chicago. And it was like a very serious relationship. And like over time, it just started to not feel good anymore. We just started to realize that our vision was going in other places and, you know, it ended very civilly. I mean, he he and I still email back and forth a little bit to stay in contact. And, um, you know, right now I'm still living in the place that we were living in together. And, you know, honestly, I feel like sharing Telling him, number one, that like I wasn't happy and I felt like we were going in other directions was the hardest thing because we did, we had a very loving and healthy relationship. We laughed all the time. We traveled together all, all, all different places. We were both very ambitious and owned our own company. So nothing was wrong. And I feel like that's sometimes the hardest things with relationships or business when you have to make changes and things that aren't wrong or they don't, they do kind of feel good, but you're just noticing that like, something isn't necessarily right. And so it could be healthy in a lot of ways, but you have to pay attention to how you feel when you're around that people, when you're around people and where your vision is. And if you guys see yourself going in the same places together and really not settling for anything less than that. And he and I both recognized that we were just going in other directions and that not all relationships need to end with the door slamming and like a fuck you and give me all my shit. And, you know, I was going to say like throwing CDs around, but like who even uses CDs anymore? <laughs> I remember, like, <laughs> I remember like ex-boyfriends used to give me CDs and like I would make CDs based on like our love 
um, and all of it. (laughs) But not every relationship needs to end like that. Like Marianne Williamson talks a lot about this in her book, A Return to Love. And there's a relationship piece in there. And that, you know, that book really helped me a lot through this breakup. But it talks about how even though he and I aren't together, we still have a relationship. The relationship just looks different, just like you and I have a relationship and it's going to get enhanced and grow. So the relationship that you have with people, you still have one. It's just different. It's just a different chapter. It's just a different way of communicating or not communicating and loving and supporting or not, but you still have that connection piece with that person. And so we decided to break up. And, um, initially I thought I was really good. I thought this is exactly what I want. This is where I'm going. Everything's going to be fine. And then like a shit storm happened within me and like old things that I have not dealt with, with past relationships started to resurface being alone in a new state, running a company by myself, not by myself. I have a great team, but feeling by myself, like felt very overwhelming. And also at that point in time, when he and I first started like really unraveling, um, I had at that time, I think 10 private clients. I had a mastermind and a, and a running two programs like at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I was exchanging a lot of time for money. And it really forced me to look at, is this really how I want to be running my business? Because I couldn't take any time off. Like I put air quotes because I really could, but I felt this pressure to always be on and always perform. And I was having all these back-to-back calls all day that I was like, I cannot function. I can't step away from my business without it feeling like it's crumbling. So it really put me in a position to really evaluate the way that I was running my business because I was taking time off and I felt like everything was falling apart. And if you cannot step away from your business for a couple days without it falling apart, you don't have a business. You don't have a company. You have a really expensive hobby or job. Like that's just the reality of it. You really don't have a functioning company. And so for me, even though I had built up multiple six figures in, you know, 18 months, I felt like I can't step away from this. So things can't function without me. I need to really adjust. So it was number one, all these emotions started coming up for me that I had not dealt with from previous relationships that I had to go back to, or I wanted to go back to, not had to, but I really wanted to. And then number two, it really forced me into a place of really looking and evaluating my current operating systems, my team. How is this functioning without me? Um, How am I communicating and setting boundaries with my my clients and am I really giving myself the grace that I would be expecting and hoping for my clients? And so it was really hard. I mean, I think we it's about three and a half months at this point where he officially moved out, even though we had broken up a little bit before then. And the first month was the hardest month I've probably ever had in my life because I'm in a new state. I'm running a very successful company. I'm going through a breakup. I don't have friends out here really at this point. Like I'm building relationships now because I've only been out here for a year, but it felt very hard. It felt like all the weight of the world was on me. So I hired a spiritual mentor. I got back into therapy. I really just started digging deeper into my own work and took 10% of what I was spending on my company and just started digging deeper into my own self. So I had to just reallocate time and energy and knowing that my company didn't have to take a back seat, but I had to just reallocate some time and energy and really where I'm going to put it to be able to withstand and sustain what I had built. And so, um, December was really great because I got to be able to spend time with family in January. Now I'm really starting to feel great and like move through that in February, which is right now, I really feel like I'm on top of, and I'm managing it so much better because it hasn't really come up that much. Sure. Sometimes it comes up and I want to, I just give myself a lot more grace and I ask if I need to reschedule things and do that. But, um, it was really hard because I had to be honest with a lot of people that I couldn't perform in the way that I normally do. I'm a very high achieving woman. And so for me to have to slow down and to heal felt very 
daunting and felt very overwhelming because I felt like I was going to lose momentum. And so slowing down was something that I had to give myself grace with. And I also had to accept the fact that I may disappoint some people in order to really, you know, put myself in a better space. And so it took, it took months to, to really get to this place. So good. Thank you for sharing that so openly and honestly as yeah. well, because I think as always, like if you're listening to this, it's for a reason. And so I know that that message that you've just like shared with us will be very well received by at least one person out there who just needed to hear it. And I love what you said with all of it around just like the relationship piece, but then obviously how we moved into the management of like recognizing like, Hey, I've built this thing that I love and that I'm proud of. And I, it's so exciting to me to be here. However, does this serve me or is there a way that I could allow this to to serve me better so that I can serve others better. And I think that it's so important. And I feel like I'm in a similar season at the moment, you know, shifting things in my business and allowing it to not be so much, you know, time for money exchange. Um, And if being able to walk away and being like, yeah, it's still running, it's still having an impact, it's still functioning, all those sort of things are so important. How do you feel like, obviously you're kind of going through it, but do you feel like there's been some shifts that have already shown you like, Hey, yeah, this is fucking, this is a good decision. Like this, is, is working. Yeah. In so many ways. So I want to circle back one second to the question that you had before, because I think it segues nicely into this is I shared my pretty much my whole breakup and mm-hmm. like my relationship on a podcast. Yeah. And that was emotional because I had to pause and I cried through it. And like, even mm-hmm. my podcast production team was like, we got teary eyed when we listened to it because it was so honest. It was so vulnerable. And I even have chills about it right now because that was like sharing about it is one thing, like talking about it briefly is one thing, but really diving into it. I didn't give all the details, but I did share a lot of that story. And like, that was a really big part of me. So I felt like after that moment, I felt like everything seemed worth it because I cannot tell you how many, I even get like teary eyed thinking about it now, how many women reached out to me and said like, just you talking about it made me feel better. And like, just you owning that made me feel better. And like people going through breakups and divorce and maybe even breaking up from their job, they related to that message. And it just like the outpour from women, know, <laughs> the I outpour from women, <laughs> like getting emotional. We're both getting cry for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> the outpour from women. I immediately was like, this was worth it. Like I like it just, it felt so worth it to share that message with women. And then to also get that outpour of women just being like, dude, thank you. And just that made it all worth it. So like that was the moment it like really segued into this all feels worth it. Like fuck financially for a moment, even if I didn't like, cause financially, like I took a little bit of an energetic hit because of healing. You know, I wasn't able to do the things I normally was, was. And then I was also transitioning to many things in my business. So it took like a little bit of a financial hit for me. And so I was like, fuck the financial. It all feels worth it because this is the impact that I want to make. I want to show women that you have to lead and you have to go first and you have to do the things that people aren't willing to do because that is truly how we change the world when we go first. And I was willing to put myself out there and go first. And the I mean, hundreds of women emailing me saying so many like heartfelt things like that felt all worth it. And now feeling like I have a deeper connection with my audience and also feeling like in all of my applications for my mastermind, I would say 90% when they, when asked why they applied, they said that they loved my energy and they loved how honest and vulnerable I was. And I am as a human being. And so 
that to me makes everything worth it. That to me lets me know that I'm on the right path. And this month, and this, I'm currently in the middle of my launch, which is going to be a six figure, my first six figure launch. Yeah. And really excited about that and wrapping up the mastermind and everything with that. And like now the financial piece is picking up because emotionally the impact was there. And so everything felt worth it and everything, I'm knowing that I'm on the right path because of the change I'm making in the world, because of the, because of not even like the validation, but like what I'm receiving from people in terms of the messaging comments, like just the thoughts lets me know I'm on the right path. So it's a lot of validation that I don't necessarily need, but it's nice to have from other people. And then just like now the, the income and everything is making sense and it's coming together so nicely. So it all feels worth it now because, and I, I do feel like I'm on the right track now because everything feels so much easier. Yeah. It yeah. feels easier to write. It feels easier to post. It feels easier to create and to offer things. And I really feel like if you're listening to this and you're having a hard time writing something, if you're having a hard time posting about something or creating a course, a lot of times it's because we're not in alignment. Like it shouldn't be so hard all the time to write. Like you should just write what pours out of you. So for me, everything feels so much easier. And that to me lets me know that I am on the right path. And I know I made the right decision in and ending that with him because energetically I feel so much op more open. I feel so much more expansive. Everything just feels different. And it's hard to describe unless you're really in this space and this work. But I think that was your question, right? Like, now yeah. does it feel like it's making sense and worth it? And then I know I made the right decision. Yeah. And, and inevitably, sometimes I questioned it. Like, you know, did I make the right decision by ending things because we were healthy? But as I continue to dive deeper into my own psyche and understanding what I really want and what I'm not willing to set it, settle for, there's signs everywhere. There's validation everywhere. There's just this deeper inner knowing that I am on the right track. And I and ending that relationship, even though it's one of the hardest things I've ever done, it was one of the best things that made me grow so much deeper in my work and in my mission that I know 100% it had to happen. And, and I'm grateful that it happened the way that it did. And he and I can still be civil through growing through that process too. Yeah. And isn't it funny, the things that often are the fucking hardest are always, it's, there's always so much resistance or it feels almost impossible. And then you come out the other side and you're like, okay, that was so hard but I'm so grateful for it because look at the involvement that I've gone through as a result. And then you show up differently. You show up as a more fully expressed version of you, like more of your higher self. And as a result, like the shifts that you've made, it's made it easier for you. And like you said, it wasn't about the financial piece, but the financial piece has come as a result of yeah. the shifts. Right. So yeah. good. So freaking good. Oh, I'm just celebrating <laughs> you so much because I love, like, I know all of this, but to just hear it from you and your voice and for you to share it this way is just, it's so great. So yeah, let's um, dive back to the certification that you're going to be bringing out. Cause I just want to, I just want to know, like, tell me all the things about the certification. What's that going to look like? Cause is it going to be a certification like, like the NLP side of things or is it completely different? Like, and how does that come about? How do you create a certification that, like is a certification like that can be certified by. <laughs> Such a good question. Yeah. So here's what I want to say that I'm figuring things out as I go. You know, like I am still so much in the early stages and infancy stages, but I, I'm one of those people who I share things before the idea has fully come to fruition because I feel like it holds me accountable. Same. Like I'm one of those people, like I'll commit to something immediately. Like I'll go on a live video and be like, I'm creating this thing, even though I have nothing created yeah. for it yeah. <laughs> to hold myself accountable. So that's kind of what's happening here, but not really. So I, from, 
So with my psychology background, I've always known that I've wanted to help people go deeper. But when with being in this industry for a few years now and seeing the way that people coach and how a lot of my clients get tripped up on, you know, how do I take this person deeper? What are good questions to ask? Like every single time, most of the time, my clients have breakthroughs on our calls. I even have peers who ask me to coach them because they're stuck on a limiting belief. So I know that I have a gift for this. I know I have the degree in this. <clears throat> And I've always really known that I've wanted to do this. So right now I currently have my Be A Better Coach Bootcamp. So it's a short six week bootcamp that I'm actually getting ready to launch in a few weeks. That is like, if you're looking to just tweak or enhance your skills a little bit, if you have a really good foundation of coaching, that's going to be a really good thing. But for women who are new to this industry, who don't want to go through like a year or two long, two year long process to get certified, then my certification is going to be a really great segue for them because I teach and coach very differently. I have a style where I know how I, because I'm empathic and I have the degree, I know how to differentiate between a mental health issue and a mindset issue, which not a lot of people know that distinction. I know when to teach, when to coach. I know that humor is one of the best fucking medicines and people forget that in coaching. Like if your client is in a deep thing and you're having difficulty pulling them out, one of the best tips I can give you in humor like one of my clients was crying today and we were doing um, breath work after and I was like, okay, so do some deep breathing. And I was like, but maybe you have too many boogers in there. So we'll hold on a second. And like she giggled and she laughed and like immediately she shifted her state. So humor is one of the best things that I incorporate a lot of in my coaching. So right now I'm, so I have my master's degree and I've taken a lot of like continuing education courses in an NLP and just different types of modalities. Um, but I'm getting certified in NLP, EFT, time techniques, life and success coaching and hypnotherapy in March. So I'll be taking my master's degree with all of that. I'll be taking my just experience of how I know how to teach and coach at the same time. And then also all these certifications and combining them into a really soulful and spiritual way to help people go deeper. So it's going to be, it's going to incorporate, I love exercises for me, like taking your clients through an actual exercise that they can duplicate and they can do at home with themselves is one of the best gifts you can give to your clients. It's not just about questions. People need to sometimes write things down and like make arrows and do certain things to like really see and visualize their mindset shifting. It's not just deciding it's actually about seeing the work as well. So I love exercises. I love journal prompts. I love techniques and different modalities. So it's going to include a lot of it, a lot of that, but you can see that I'm very, I just have a different style of, of coaching and it's, it's, it's like, it's soft in ways, but it's also like a swift kick in the ass. So I balance that very well. And so I want to have a certification where people get my energy and because people have asked me, how did you learn how to coach? And I think it's, it's very intuitive as also as much as it's also very skill-based, you know, coaching is a skill. And so you have to be able to integrate where's my intuition leading me in this conversation versus where do I see versus what, like, where do I see it going versus like, what do they want? And you have to be able to think on your toes and manage your energy and your mindset. So, um, so that's what it's going to include. It's going to include different modalities, different techniques of all the things that I've learned over the past six years in coaching. And it's going to be in a very soulful, but it also a very strategic way. Cause I like to teach people how to take exercises and implement them. And then the way that I'm learning how to build out a certification is called fucking Google. So <laughs> like Google that shit and hire somebody who knows what they're doing. So I have some people who are leaders in the industry who I've reached out to, to personally help me like walk through this because even though I could Google it and I could probably read a book, I'm all about 
learning from somebody who's done it. That's why I truly believe in coaching because I want to expedite the process as much as possible and learn from the mistakes that sometimes books just can't teach you and articles and things can't teach you. So I'm, I'm talking to like two or three different people who have successfully created certifications and really learning their process and trying to implement it. I mean, there's different governing bodies mm-hmm. that you can have. There's like ICF, the International Coaching Federation, which you can do their curriculum um, and their core competencies to make sure that you're um, you know, qualified to do that. And then there's a, a different governing body. So it just depends. There's different things that you could do and you can create a certification and not even need to have it be like, um, approved necessarily. Like you can create your own signature approach mm-hmm. and just give people your own certification, but no, and just be able to say that this isn't accredited, which is fine as well, as long as you're clear about that. But I really want mine to be accredited. So it's probably going to be like a year long process and I anticipate that. So I probably won't launch it until 2021. So that'll be really exciting, but you just, you know, honestly, I'm just learning as I go. I'm Googling a lot. I'm just spending a lot of time researching and talking to people who have done it themselves and just learning from what they did. So good. Such great points. Just those last little things that you said, which you said throughout, but I just love that you re-highlighted it. Like Google, obviously, is this going to teach you so much. (laughs) Then get around somebody who's done it. And that is obviously the power of investing in yourself and getting around a mentor or doing anything that like someone's already walked that path and then they can literally guide you through that journey. And that is it's such a powerful piece of information that I know changed the game for me. Like when I learned about that and I was and I first to say, like when I first got started, that was I was like, no, no, I've got it. Like I can do this all by myself. And that's my Enneagram three achiever gal just coming right on out. Like I don't need any help. I don't need no help. (laughs) Independent woman over here. It's like, no, like get around someone. And I obviously learned that lesson. I've invested in myself a lot. But in the beginning, I, I remember when I first heard it, I was like, actually, no, that makes sense. Like, let's shortcut this journey. So yeah, very good advice. Yeah. This has been such fire. I love you. Love everything about you. I feel like we could talk forever. But if there was one last thing that you could leave our audience with that we haven't spoken about today or that's just on your heart to share with them, what would it be? One thing, one piece of advice that I would give out, it's honestly, it's go first, like be, be the woman. And I teach my clients like this exercise where I have them write out. And this is probably a tip with this too. Like write out, I am the woman who, and really get clear about the story you're creating about this yourself. Cause writing out, I am the power of, I am is so much more than like I used to be, or like, like identifying with the words I am is really like sort of like an NLP thing, right? There's language, like language matters. So writing out and really getting clear on who you want to be, but then having the courage to go first, because, you know, if Steve Jobs didn't have the courage to create the iPhone, like think about where we would be right now. Your ideas are not, are not silly. What you want and your desires are not there on accident. Like you have this desire, you're listening to this podcast. Everything is happening for a reason. You were guided here. You were led here for a reason and trust that like faith it until you make it. And so really just like allow yourself to go first. So take that one step. So maybe if you're wanting to start a business, can you just go Google that shit for a little bit? If you want to start a podcast, like, can you talk to people who've had a podcast? Just Take steps every single day. Take small little steps to get you to where you want to be and have the courage to go first because we have a lot of people who will follow the leader. And I know we learned that like as a kid, right? Like follow the leader and like do the thing, but we need more women who are willing to lead and lead powerfully and lead unapologetically and lead with their heart. 
So go first, because I know the women in your group and in your, in your sphere are strong women and are vulnerable and soulful women. And so I want to speak directly to them. Women who are listening to this podcast, you women are in a high vibration. You guys are surrounded by an amazing woman who is helping you and mentoring you even through her free podcast and a lot of her offers. So be willing to take what she's telling you and what she's speaking into you and go first and go implement it because we need women to stand taller. We, we need women to be more apologetic. And we also just need women to go first and to go first with creating the idea to do things that are out of the ordinary, that are out of the box, because we all can't be followed. Like we don't need to be followed. We don't need any more followers in the world. We need more women who are willing to lead. And so my little hashtag thing that I go by is just go first. I'll go first and, and be the woman who's really willing to do that because that's how we really change the world is by having the courage to do things that other people aren't willing to. Oh, holy shit. Oh my God. I need to cry twice. Oh my God. That just hit me so much. Oh, love you. That was amazing. You're incredible. Thank you you so much for coming on the show. This has been such a pleasure. I appreciate you so much. And thank you so much for sharing your light with all of our listeners. Um, Please tell them where they can find you, where they can connect with you online. Yeah. So I'm on Instagram mostly. It's Carissa Johnson, Johnson with an E. <laughs> People are like, that's a weird way to spell it. I'm like, I know my ancestors are crazy. They, they like changed it after they came over here from Norway. Um, so it's Carissa Johnson, Johnson with an E. My website is my name, Carissa Johnson. That's usually where I'd be. I have a online um, free Facebook community called the Savage Society. It's currently that it probably will be changing in the next few months or so, but it's all about very spiritual and savage women who are really resourceful and really just want to make shit happen in the world. So that's where you can find me. And yeah, I mean, I, I'd be in all those places, but mostly on Instagram. That's my spot. Yeah, no, we'll link it all. So it's very easy Thank you. to find you. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on, honey. Appreciate you. Love you. You're amazing. Thank you. Oh, love you. Thank you so much for tuning in and hanging out with me in today's episode. Because you're a part of the collective, I know you're a visionary woman ready for more and I'm here to remind you that the world needs your light. If you love this episode or know somebody who would, please share it to your IG stories and tag me at Official. And if you want to show some love for the podcast, please head on over and leave a five-star review on iTunes and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss all of the magic coming here soon. For more support, check out the episode show notes, my courses, services, and digital products by heading over to taylorray.com.au. Big love, babe. And until then, go and shine that beautiful light. The world is waiting for you.